So, um, it's it's the Christmas episode. Ding 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 ding. We made yeah, oh yes the the famous uh, Christmas song. <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> no no, I was imagining snow falling. And what? Then, uh, How, wh- where do you ever hear snow go? Ding 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 ding. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird to think that um, it's Christmas. It's the holidays now. It kind of almost feels like it because there's snow on the ground. You know, I haven't. You know what I haven't gotten? I haven't gotten that nice Christmassy smell yet. You know, I haven't gotten that like. I don't know what it is, pine or whatever. Something, something happens in the air. I don't know what the smell is, but um, I haven't gotten that yet. You know, that like smoky in the distance, like campfirey smell. That hasn't really happened to me yet. Are you a real tree guy or a fake tree guy? We already, <laughs> dude. We already did this. Did we already do fake? This? Tre- yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't fucking remember. Fake, we're fake. We're both fake tree people, but team I think we tree. used yeah, team fake tree. I we used we, to be. I thought that was the one question I didn't ask you was the tree stuff. Nah, dude, you're smoking too much weed, man. <laughs> well, I definitely am doing that. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, no, we definitely already put them through that whole conversation. Oh, hell yeah, you're drinking, I'm drinking. It's the holidays. Yeah, I got Cheers. this from my coworker Dave. Super fresh, a wicked dry hopped pilsner. From Peak Organic Brewing Company, seven point six percent alcohol by volume. Let's see. Nice. I'm drinking a Macallan Twelve. Twelve year double cask. Yeah, man. Fucking um. Some scotch. Work's been really funny. I think about you on the road sometimes, um, like any sailor does when his wife is still at mm-hmm. port, just because uh, like. We're super fucking dead, but now all we're doing is like Christmas gifts for people. Like the offices are like, here's you know bottles of wine. Do you guys do like Secret Santa or? I mean, people are getting people stuff at work. I didn't get anybody anything because of the whole house thing. I'm like not spending any money until I get the fucking keys oh, yeah. to that goddamn house. But like, yeah. yeah, all work the past couple days has just been like going to an office and picking up like wrapped like charcuterie boards or bags of wine from like law firms and they deliver it to the mansions where their lawyers live and shit yeah did you have any oh we haven't talked it's since the such snow. a waste we haven't talked since the snow hit oh okay did you get any good wipeouts did you get stuck in yeah, the man. snow oh dude so it was a shit show that that day that it snowed i was on a route and we have chains on our tires except for my vehicle because it was a ProMaster. It's this giant van and the chains didn't fit my the tires that were on that van. So I'm, dude. This just like sounds like some dude's like, my dick is too big for a condom and she got fucking pregnant. <laughs> just fucking they ripping they holes don't fucking everywhere hit, They don't fucking feel right, dude. Like the chains just don't fit on my tires. Like Trojans just don't fit on my massive hog. That's, that's exactly what it was like. And just like in that situation, how that's a disaster this was an absolute disaster i was slipping and sliding all over the fucking place and um i couldn't get to oh man this one guy like helped me out it was really embarrassing and then they they came in uh towards when i was almost done basically they came and gave me one of the ones with the chains on them um 
and they get they well, i was on a route that has a lot of packages so that that's why they gave me the pro master but at this point i didn't have that many packages because i had already done pretty much all of the route so by the time they gave me the one that doesn't slip oh by the way with chains still slipping and sliding not as bad but there were some close calls um and i you know i was just cursing up a storm being like motherfuckers who's who's fucking ordering this shit you know i was getting all pissed off um but yeah i was it was that was a rough day it was a fun day because when i got home i you know i got some hot chocolate i was chilling you know you know when like there's a nice snow happening once you get home and like every it's like extra warm inside and you either make whatever you make tea coffee i always make hot chocolate and i just fucking chill dude you know maybe read something that's what I that's what I did that day. So, yeah, I so my van got stuck for an hour and a half on like Oh shit, dude. Why am I telling my dumbass story where I'm just slipping and sliding a little bit and you got a whole fucking hour and a half where you were stuck? Well, cuz like this was the day, I mean, like, what? It snowed like Wednesday night and the Thursday. Right? That was the whole cuz it was this was on Thursday, I guess. Yes, yeah, so it was on Thursday cuz this is when I so um I had to like deliver to this townhouse development and normally like I go to the end of the development and then like you know turn around in like the parking area and it looked like it was clear of snow and so as soon as I get onto it I'm like oh this is just straight up a sheet of ice and it's on a slight hill and so as soon as I hit that little like you know that little 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 tiny like divot where it starts to go downhill the van oh, just done. fucking slid oh, the no. whole way to the curb. Holy shit. Were you like, were you in freak out mode? That's happened to me a couple no, times. No, I was just You, in you like, do the emergency brake, you do all these sorts of things, and then it starts turning. Did it start turning? You know what I'm talking about? No, no, no. So, like, I, I went in, like, head first and, like, did my initial, like, part of, like, the three-point turn, right? So, I get to the front, and then I kick it into reverse, and I get it halfway through, like, the reverse I was going to do. And then I immediately lose traction. And so I, you know, I like fucking, I start pumping the brakes gently to try and gain traction back. And I'm jerking. It almost sounds like you're describing like a sexual encounter you've had. <laughs> it, it, I it, put the head in. I get all the way down to the bottom. I do like a little turn thing. I press on the brakes. <laughs> I'm losing traction. <laughs> it, it, it becomes very much like a, like a sex episode very quickly. So... I lose control of the entire situation and immediately start freaking out as happens during sex. Lose control. <laughs> I just lose control of the situation. I start freaking out and cussing. Um, but no, so I, the van just started just drifting backwards into this snowbank where the curb was. And I cannot, so it hits the, the snowbank and I cannot get it up. Like all four wheels, no traction. <laughs> get it up. Oh God, it's never ending. Sorry. No one's ever said that while they're having sex with me is that it was never ending. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> and so I'm fucking in this townhousing development and I realize I'm stuck and I call my boss and I was like, dude, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But we had everyone else was already out driving so no one could come and rescue me. So I had to go to our client who was at the other like at the other end of this like long ass block. And I was like, hey, like my van got stuck. And, you know, the lady was like, I already fell on the ice once. I'm not leaving my goddamn house, but you can use my shovel. I was like, all right, cool. So I walked back to the van and I like, I would like dig out the back and I would dig out like a foot around each wheel 
basically, to try and get some traction. And I would step on the fucking gas and it would get a little bit of oomph and go up and then just sputter and then just slide straight back down to where it was God before. Damn. It was it was like playing some shit. You basically have to shovel this shovel this lady's like driveway and she just gets a free like shoveling. I basically shoveled out like three adjacent parking spots in a townhousing development's parking lot. But uh, while this is happening, so I have one of our clients shovels and it's this like seafoam green like kid size shovel right oh is this this is this the same day you were like i can't do i can't do the podcast man it's like oh yeah no i lost my fucking shit <laughs> while this is happening i was like you all right dude <laughs> you were actually concerned for my mental health <laughs> so i'm trying to shovel out the fucking van and like i'm not getting anywhere with it and and like but like the snow was melting so it was like slush and ice at the same time and so i kept on like tripping and falling on my knees on this ice and concrete and i started to get so mad that i was just taking this kid-sized shovel like overhead just smashing it up against this snowbank i'm just like screaming i start punching the snowbanks like alternating between hitting it with the shovel and just punch like i'm losing my are you with anyone are you by yourself i'm completely by myself in an empty parking lot around a bunch of townhouses and i know people were just watching me like lose my mind i was like waiting to end up on one of those like snow fail videos like it, it was fucking crazy and while this is happening i got a call from like whoever i got an email and then had to talk to my real estate people because like the city like kind of fucked up on my timing so i had to push back when i move into my house like when i get this house that i'm buying and so like i'm dealing with that while I'm stuck in a fucking parking lot trying to dig out my van. So it's like I'm talking to my fucking mortgage dude while I'm like trying to shovel and like nothing's going my way. I'm screaming into the fucking snow banks while there's like people getting their groceries out of their car like 25 feet away from me. <laughs> and um, so like that was my fucking snow experience. But then it's also funny when you were like, you mentioned like you come home to the house and it's like nice and hot and like great. Well, I don't know if you remember ever being in this apartment when it's cold out, but all of the heat from the whole building is sourced from the first floor. So we have two radi- we have three radiators in my apartment, in my little ass apartment. And when the heat kicks on, in order for the top apartment to get remotely warm, my apartment gets to be like 85 degrees. <laughs> so oh, nice. So like, dude, it sucks. Like we sleep with the fucking windows open. I had to turn my air conditioning unit on the other day because I have no control of the temperature in my apartment and it is like, I'm covered in sweat. God damn, dude. Merry Holy Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh man. Do you ever get so pissed off at it that you're like, that you have to go upstairs and be like, yo, can you like not turn on the heat? And uh, we're the Bolsheviks. Podcast makes me realize how much I don't fucking know. Talking about how he's going to put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. That was fun. That was tight. I will. I'm going to be, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm in this, man. I'm in it to win. Historical trolling is the funniest shit. Oh, never going to have sex again. All right. We're done. I'm ending it. I'm ending it. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. No, like, I don't talk to any of my neighbors. I don't talk to any of these fucking people. Hmm. No, I don't. But like, there's a thermostat outside of my door, but like, anytime I try to move it, someone else moves it also. 
Yeah. No, my building sucks. Like, I'm really glad I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, I don't yeah. know who the fuck lives Am above me. Am I moving me. into your house, dude? Huh? How many bedrooms you got? In my new place? Yeah. Three. You got three. You only have one person moving in, right? Not you. Come on, man. Nope. I mean, you... Huh? No. What do you mean, no? No, you're not moving in with me. Why the fuck not, dude? We have a nice arrangement. You can come visit whenever you want, but three hours a week plus a, a, a an occasional <laughs> visit is... That's all we're getting right now. Okay. Also the dog. Oh, yeah. Because there's cats moving in with me, too. So. Mm. But yeah, okay. no, the guy who lives above me or the people who live above me, like, I don't understand how, like, they function because I always wake up, <laughs> I wake up to them leaving or coming in at six o'clock in the morning. And then whenever I'm going to bed at midnight, they're also like walking around up there and doing a bunch of shit too. So it's either a couple who have completely opposite schedules or like whoever it is works from like midnight to six. But there's Does he ever so... pull a Tom Cruise on on his uh on his girlfriend or wife? Huh? Does he ever pull a Tom Cruise? I don't I don't like, know. Do you ever come home in here screaming? Do you not know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, you didn't hear about the Tom Cruise freak out? That wasn't his wife. No, or his, I know. like, live-in partner. But he's just freaking out. Yeah. So I'm just saying, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, I, I see that you just missed the mark on something. Yeah. No, I, I, I never see- the mark. You're I never see him. I just mean- I never hear he him freak, berating, berating, berating somebody, no. I don't know how okay. you got that from someone who keeps weird hours to being a- <laughs> Yeah, no. I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, do you have any neighbors that you can hear fighting all the time? Because I've had that before. I'm probably the neighbor that you can hear fighting. Okay. But I You're I, the Tom Cruise. I am. Yes. That, God, if there's one way to can describe we... me, it's the Tom Cruise. No, <laughs> well, I hear let's... there's someone in my building or the building next to me that's like always doing construction that I can hear. And then I hear every time a door opens or closes in my building. Mm-hmm. And I hear everybody in the hallway, but I don't, I like, I can't hear anybody's like TV or anything. Right. Interesting. Is it, um, is it interesting? So, I mean, they, do you, so do you want to talk? I kind of want to talk about the Tom Cruise thing for a second. Yeah. Let's talk about your hero, Tom Cruise. Or, no, no, not even just talk, Tom Cruise. What about all like freak outs? I mean, you've had, what else have we had? We've had Christian Bale. Remember he was freaking out on some dude on set. You've had fucking Mel Gibson freaking out on his, I guess, was it wife or girlfriend about illegal immigrants when she's an immigrant, you know? What do you think about freakouts in general? Like, what's your, do you have any takes on it? I, I don't know. Uh, they're, they're. <laughs> okay. Is it ever acceptable to fucking go on full freakout to public? someone who is. Like in public? In public, yeah. It's like always fucking embarrassing when people kirk out in public. But who's it embarrassed? I guess it depends, right? Everybody was- within earshot. Like in the moment, like it's embarrassing. Would you say to- it's embarrassing for the guy yelling even if he's making good points? Yeah, 100%. I think it is immediately embarrassing for the person who's being yelled at. It is like by proxy embarrassing. Like 
for everyone else who has to hear it because you're like, do I look? Do I not look? Like, what is happening right now? And then after the fact, it's embarrassing for the person who was yelling because then they got to be like, you know, they have to deal with the fact that they were just screaming at a barista for 10 minutes, like in a fucking Dunkin' Donuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So Tom Cruise, basically, it, it was funny because someone was t- saying how, so basically Tom Cruise was yelling at these people that were uh, on the production of uh, Mission Impossible, what is it, seven or eight, nine or Mission whatever? Mission Impossible, too many. I don't know. Mission Impossible, no, Tokyo no. Drift. Mission Impossible. They're all they're get they're all so they've been recently really good. Anyway, is that is that the title of, of the movie? <laughs> Mission Impossible colon really they've good. all been really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the new the newer Mission Impossibles. I think they're great. Um, but anyway, I'm actually really excited for whatever one that this is being filmed. Um, but he was yelling at I guess some of the people crowded around a computer. Apparently they had masks on, but they weren't social distancing. So he was basically like, the industry's looking at us. They're, they're, you know, I'm talking to insurance companies, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're the ones, like, setting the standards here. And I want to make sure that we're not going to get closed down. That we're, you know what I mean? Like, he was berating them about, like, social distancing and, like, fucking COVID shit. Um, so he was basically screaming and yelling, but he was yelling, like good points almost like kind of like i think it's like the um, the execution of it was wrong but what he was saying was kind of like hey yeah you know what i mean kind of correct but at the same time you're like these are people that are probably not paid very well you know what i mean and uh why actually i have no idea they might be paid well they may not be they make more money either way they make more money than either of us do they do but they're also living in LA and they're also under this person who's yelling at them. So you have this like this power dynamic, which may or may or may or may not be an important variable in this. Um, it's definitely but, an important variable in this because you're being screamed at by your boss. Yes. It's not your yeah. buddy, Tom Cruise. It's your boss. That guy. It would almost be worse if he was your buddy, though. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel really. No, I man, feel... because then you could like if 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 you're if I had a friend who screamed in my face or screamed in my general area like that, then it would be wouldn't be a big deal because then I could be like, dude, shut the fuck up, or like get the fuck out of here, Tom. Like go home, Tom. Don't you have a wife or something? Then it would be yeah. fine. But if it's your fucking boss, you got to sit there and like put your head down and look at your shoes, you know, or you like. You leave that situation, you're like, cool, I'm going to go to the union, this is like, har- you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to file a fucking complaint. I don't know if it's harassment. Well, I guess it is. If you get screamed at by your boss so much that it goes viral, you definitely have a case for being like, hey, I got some emotional distress and now I like have unwanted attention because Hold of like, on, you know though. what I mean? Is he the boss? I mean, it might. he's not the director, you know? He's a producer. He, he produces he all be, that shit. He's definitely he an authority. He is an authority figure on set. If you want to get right, into the semantics but, of what his title is, like if you're on Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise is someone who, like, if he told you to get him coffee, you would have to do it. And I would. It's Tom Cruise. You get Tom Cruise coffee. You know what I mean? Are you taller than him? Are you guys the same height? Is he, a, is he known to be a short dude? Yeah, it's like his whole thing. Dude, here's the thing. I'm really 5'3". I tell people I'm 5'4". 
And so I think I mean, he might be a little I bit taller than you. So like by you know the laws of the jungle, five, you would still have to get him coffee. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean like he. It's not like he was. He wasn't even that bad. It's not like he was screaming obscenities. I mean, there were beeps in there. Well, but the fact I don't that he was screaming in general is like nope. Like yeah. once, like I had to live through that enough. Like you know the workplace I'm talking about, where it's like. Even yeah. if you're not the person being screamed at, like just being in a work environment where people are like screaming at each other and like hurling all those in, like that's just like, and it, like toxic is such like a fucking like soft word to say, but it's like that legitimately is like a toxic work environment when there's like, well, I think, I think what he's, stupid I mean, what motherfuckers, he's, blah, blah, blah. Like that's just like, you cannot like work in a productive or like positive way or like, no, I mean, what he should have like, done happening. is pull. Pulled them all together in a room and been like in a stern voice, not yelling, but being like, yo, what the fuck? You, you know what I mean? Like there's there's a different way in doing it more because if you're screaming like and that, you know, you're right. It's very embarrassing if you're screaming. Well, it's just super that. unprofessional. And then it, it also is. sets a terrible precedent for like how you can treat your it workers. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. Because the only right. reason he's able to scream like if a grown man screams at you like that like a reasonable retaliatory action would be to like smack them in the face. You know what I'm saying? Mhm. Or or Yeah, and or, also like if it was the director there or, or do something, you know, but like if it's Tom Cruise in that power dynamic, a- you cannot retaliate towards him. You just got to sit there and eat it like a chump. And so that's like and an abuse of your a, station. Uh, he has a uh, a boss in this situation, right? The director. So Maybe the director wasn't there, but if the director was there, he probably should have stepped in or something. You know what I mean? But again, it's a thing where it's like, it's fucking Tom Cruise. Like, no one is Tom tells Cruise, Tom Cruise yeah. what to do. No one tells these celebrities what to this, do. Well, this, the Church of Scientology tells Tom Cruise what to do. They work in tandem, so it's kind of like they tell each other. They influence each other. That's true. But no, yeah. like, it is there. there is an issue with the fact that Tom Cruise, representing the managerial class, was caught on camera verbally assaulting workers like if you look at it in those very blunt terms and like this is a fucked up issue now you can like sugarcoat it by being like what tom cruise said was actually right and like yeah i agree that like the the you know the underlying like issue that was being addressed in an inappropriate way is valid like if he was like yo you all gotta fucking do covid shit like you know and I get it, you know, he's sitting there screaming about how he's always on the phone with insurance and it's going to cost a lot of money. And like, I don't think that like, you know, money over people is ever, you know, correct or applicable, but I can at least understand him being like, we're jumping through all these fucking hoops to get the shit going and you motherfuckers aren't even social distancing. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I understand that sentiment, but the way that he executed it is, it could only be worse if he like just started punching them or something. Yeah. Like it really is like the most unprofessional way to handle it. And it nothing's going to happen. Like he's already being like protected by like other like Hollywood elites being like, I wouldn't do it Not that even way. Just Hollywood elites. I mean, people are just being like, you know what it is? It's because what he was saying was correct that he is getting some like positive publicity from it. But the uh the production shut down for now. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of COVID, it's because of I think Tom Cruise was like, I think he felt bad about what he said, and he's like taking a look at himself. At least that's what I hear. But the production is is f- 
for now shut down, but uh, and for you know mysterious reasons. And I think the reason is just you know Tom Cruise probably heard what he fucking sounded like screaming and was like, oh shit, which is you know commendable. I mean, everybody here, has that. Everybody's as... had that moment, right? Where you yeah. like you you have like a public fight or something, and then one of your friends is like, "Yo, you like really let." you know, Timmy have it the other day. And then you kind of reflect and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Was I be was I in the wrong? Was I being a dick? Not to defend Tom Cruise, he's a horrible piece of shit and he he has a special place on my wall. But like I will defend Tom Cruise because the Mission Impossible movies are You can defend him all you want. You're not a human shield because he's taller than you. I just aim an inch above your fucking head and it's fine. I, I love Tom Cruise's satire. Satire and parody. parody. Yes. I love a lot of Tom Cruise's movies. But yeah, you're right. The whole Scientology thing. And yeah, that's actually it, really, is the t- Scientology stuff. Everything else, like, I kind of like the guy besides that. And even that, I'm like, I don't know if that's his fucking, like, I'm not, I don't even think I could blame him. They probably got something on him, and he's probably just so scared. That he can't like, do, you know what I mean? The, we're not going to have, we're not, we're not going to get into like the Scientology hour. There's okay. a million billion shows and documentaries about All right. documenting how they blackmail people and how they get people roped in. Right. It's so pretty common my knowledge point that is, they have something on him. I'm just going to, all right. My, my point is that I'm a little bit pro Tom Cruise. All right. And it's, he did, his freak out was not nearly as bad as Mel Gibson's freak out. Or Christian. Oh, God. okay. So he gets a pass because he's not as bad as Mel Gibson. Yes. Look, at least I'm not Mel. I'm gonna say that the next time I get really angry at and least... I punch my wife. Like, dude. At I'm least not... I'm not Mel. At least I'm not fucking Mel. The fuck are you crying about, woman? At least I'm not fucking Mel Gibson. Yeah. Um. Uh. Hmm. Speaking of celebrities, um, this was something that I don't know. I was talking about with other people and thinking about recently. Um. So you're a John Mulaney fan, right? No, I'm not. Really? I'm not. That is legitimately surprising. Really? Why? You just seem like someone who would be really into John Mulaney. No, dude. I'm not like... That's... Dude, here's the thing. Like, it's fine. I'm not against him, but I'm not a huge fan. Well, My you... comedians are, like, kind of darker. They're... There, oh you know, God! Who are like, your edgy? Who is your Mount Rushmore of cool edgy comedians, Jordan? No, I, I'm the Andrew. I like Andrew Schultz, uh, Ari Shafir, Tim Dillon. Like those guys are my dudes. You know what I mean? And they don't belong in this. They're not in the same arena. I'm sure they get along, but they're not in the same arena as like John Mulaney or like who's another one that's kind of like in that. You know what I mean? Like the uh, Aziz Ansari and. Like I like Aziz Ansari, I like John Mulaney, um, I like those guys, but they're not like who I go to to be like, let's watch this stand-up comedy. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna pull up anything from them to show someone. You know what I mean? God, do I you actually you thought that? Though. Do you actually show people Ari Shafir or Tim Dillon? I cannot think of two more annoying comedians. Than those Ari Shafir's stand-up is great, dude. Have his, you seen his stuff? Yes, I've seen his stuff. All of his like social media shit is so annoying. Same thing with it fucking is Tim Dillon. These two guys are so goddamn annoying. No, but no. It, here's the here's the thing though. Have you? Yes. Have you? Yes, I have seen their fucking stand-ups. 
No, his stand up is his stand up is good and his podcast is actually pretty good sometimes. Yeah, I will agree. His social media is very annoying. Both it's, of these the two guys who you mentioned yeah. are like peak annoying trolling social for media. attention fucking comedians. Yes. I I'll agree with that. But I'm saying Skeptic Tank is very like they Do there's a lot of good other podcasts. I'm serious. It's different than not everybody's good at social media. You know, I'm not good at social media. You know, a lot of a lot of people just aren't good at social media, but they'll have like they can have good podcast episodes. Yeah, but your stick isn't being like podcast. fake controversial, like to be annoying, like to own the libs. My shtick? Yeah, I mean that's all they fucking do. Like Ari Shafir's Ari. thing. Yes, he did. His whole thing was saying that he was glad every celebrity died, and that's why yes. he had to fucking. Whenever get off a celebrity Twitter. dies, yeah, it's very annoying. And then fucking You're Tim right. Dillon's whole thing is he just thinks that he's owning the libs all day. And then gets really fucking mm-hmm. horny when like idiot like lefty Twitter people like call him out because they don't understand that he's joking. Like Tim Dillon is the definition of stop feeding the troll. But then Ari Shafir just wants to be like the cool controversial dude who like makes a cool joke. I will say dies. this about Ari Shafir. Like you said, he's very bad at social media, but like like he's a he's a very he's actually I think he's pretty misunderstood when it comes to like. I don't like, think he is at all. He's not misunderstood. You, no, a little bit. Like he's a he's a uh, like he's an interesting he's an interesting person. You can't like it's hard to explain really. But as someone who like listens to Skeptic Tank all the time, there are some really good, interesting conversations and takes and stuff like that that are put on there. And he's not a anti anti-left person or anti like he just kind of like just out you know he's not it's just not i don't know it's hard to explain because i don't want to he's he's not he can't be defended all the time but he also is not someone who deserves to be like uh canceled you know what i mean i that's that's all i'll say no the only reason he's been relevant for the past three years is because he wants to be like controversial. Joe Rogan's... No, he just wants to be controversial. That's the only thing he has. Skeptic yeah, Tank is whatever. That part... He's part no, no, of like no. the Rogan crew, The controversial which is part of him... The controversial part of him is very annoying. For sure. The, the trying to be controversial is really annoying. But I'll just say, like, the conversations he has on Skeptic Tank with various people that he has on are very intriguing and they're very... They can... They're actually really... Uh, interesting a lot of the this times. has been a nice seven minute ad for ari shafir uh paid for i didn't yeah you brought you like went to go went wanted to go more into it you just asked me you said are you into john mulaney i said not really and you said who are your fucking comedians that you like and i i I'll, i told you those are my comedians that i like enjoy and they're not for everyone believe me you know i could probably like there's a lot of people that hate a lot of the motherfuckers that I listen to as stand-up comedians, but that's why I don't really like talking about it because it's like something I like to keep to myself. You know what I mean? Because I kind of enjoy it, and whether it's a um, a guilty pleasure or not, it's my thing. You know, I I those are the people I kind of enjoy. You know. Anyway, cool, cool, cool. cool. So the it's whole- not cool, cool, cool. You fucking this. You asked me, man. What? Who are yours? It's not go. about who are you. No, the whole reason I fucking brought up John Mulaney is because he checked into rehab. Oh, really? That's the whole oh, reason man. I fucking brought him up. For what? For coke and booze. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I had no idea he was into coke. I mean, he's a fucking Orpins. rich writer, dude. It's not surprising. Hmm. But the whole reason I brought it up is because, like, the past... Jesus Christ, what a terrible episode. I can't believe you made me go... Why didn't you stop it earlier? Because you know I, mean? I give you the shovel and you dig the hole, Jordan. No. Yeah, you did give me the shovel. But there's no reason I should have went on a fucking rant about my little guilty pleasure comedian. <laughs> there's no reason for any of the shit you do. <laughs> you fucking asshole. If the whole thing was about John Mulaney, why didn't you just fucking go why didn't there? I ask you if you like John Mulaney, and then you said you didn't. <laughs> I set it up. I'm not. A, then... I'm actually not a big fan of whatever specials on Netflix. I like did not get into that special. It was just not my shtick. He's a he's a fun. He he has some. He's not my favorite by far, but he's definitely one that like I will watch when it comes out, and I can watch it again and not like groan like he. He's fine. He's good enough. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't hate him at all. I don't hate like almost anyone comedian, comedian wise. I, I'll just say a lot of comedians just like aren't my thing. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, no, no, no. I have to get this out before you get on some other okay. weird seven minute rant. Like Andrew Santino is another one. Shut I up. I don't care. This isn't about comedians <laughs> that Jordan likes. <laughs> I'm going to just write a list up. for next episode. God damn it. Take your list somewhere else. Um, have you watched Schindler's List yet? No. Exactly. Damn. Okay, so I'll sh- I'll, sh- I'll, sh- sh- I'll watch Schindler's List this this holiday season. That <laughs> Merry When's Christ- he in a Hanukkah? Merry Christmas from from us. Um oh, No, so he checked into rehab and there's been a lot of these fucking pieces that are put out about like you know, like John Mulaney's addiction. And then there's all these like posts that have been popping up from like a bunch of like normies and just like, you know, random fucking people being like, oh, like it's so crazy that John Mulaney was struggling. Who would have thought, you know, he's always so funny and cool, blah, blah, blah. Like, I support you, John. Get well soon. Like all this like really weird shit from like, you know, Facebook aunts and like random, you know what I mean? Just like, the random people of the internet are coming out to support like America's sweetheart, John Mulaney. Right. Right. With his whole like uh, rehab stint. And so that really fucking, that like hit me the wrong way super intensely because it's like all these people are out here posting like, I, I support you, bud for like some celebrity who they don't know. But then I mean, I know from personal experience that a lot of these people who are saying that are then the same people who will turn around and be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, my cousin can't be in my apartment alone because he used to do fucking drug and he's going to steal all my shit. Like, the people who are saying that, like, John Mulaney, like, thoughts and prayers, guy, like, you're you're the best. Like, these people never, like, came out for, like, their family members or their friends when they were, like, getting clean or sober. And it just really, like, to me at least, like, points out this weird, like, hypocrisy or, like, pedestal situation with these, like, public figures where, like, if John Mulaney was just, like, some dude that you knew who was like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to fucking rehab, guys. I'm really doing too much blow and blow and booze. I got to get the fuck out for a minute. Like, most of these people would not be posting, like, Get well, John, like, thoughts and prayers. But the fact that as a celebrity, they do. 
And like, I have a lot of friends recently who are like getting quarantine clean or like, you know, going to fucking trying to get their shit together. And like, you never see this like same support for like a normal fucking person. But as soon as a celebrity's like, I'm getting my shit together, then everyone's like, oh, drugs are such a problem in this country. And it's like, where the fuck were you when like your cousin was like posting on Facebook about how fucking hard it is for him to get clean? during the pandemic because he's alone in his apartment fucking crickets are coming from you but then as soon as it's the dude who made the funny joke that one time now you're like and here's the thing also donate money also they're gonna even though they didn't do anything to support their cousin or or you know or or be in support of them at all they uh will use their cousin as an example of someone they know that's going through the same thing. 100% correct. Wow. No, for real, because then they'll use that as a thing. Dude, this happened with me so many fucking times. Like when I was getting my shit together and the various times that I have or have tried, it's like I knew, like I wasn't like super public about it, but like people who knew me knew what was going on for the most part. And then like, as I got older and later on and more people were doing shit and we'd be having conversations, you know, whatever, like it would come up. And then I would see these fucking people who were like, oh man, like I know it's really tough right now. Like, you know, my fucking coworker went through this, like my friend went through this and it's like, I think you're probably referencing me and you never once reached out to me when I was like losing my mind trying to get clean. Right. And now you're being like, well, I saw like it's just like this weird, yeah, you know, you're you're exactly correct. Like these people won't support anyone in their immediate orbit, but then like absorb that trauma basically, and be like, trust me, I get it. And John Mulaney is going to have a hell of a time getting his shit together yeah. because my cousin, who I refused to talk to when I found out that he was on drugs, he had a hard time too. So I, I totally get it. And thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Ryan Ziegler's another. I like Ryan Ziegler too. Um, I like him. I saw Segura. him. I saw him for the first time uh, when he opened up for you Tom like- Segura at the Lyric. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, who's that guy we're supposed to go see? But he got Nate Bergazzi. He didn't get canceled. He canceled his shit. Yeah, Nate Bergazzi. Yeah, yeah, he still owes us fucking money. Yeah, motherfucker. That's right. I have to show him who's boss. Have Jordan um, beat him in a fucking golf tournament. Yeah, those are my dudes, yo. All right, let's. Uh, we got to talk about the fucking, um, the fucking stimulus, man. Did you get stimulated? Are we getting stimulated? I yeah, fucking we hate you. We're getting stimulated with. Um, I'm going to kill 900... myself right now. No, come on, man. Hold on, you fucking went down in volume real quick. Okay, so there is um, the stimulus that just happened. It's a $900, not $900, $900 billion stimulus package, which, you know how it's like a $600 check that's going to be brought to us or whatever? Mm-hmm. When I, when I saw $900 billion, like I read it as, oh, we're getting $900 now instead of $600. I was like, oh, they went up by $300. No, no, they did not. No, they did not. It's just six hundred. Fuck. I was looking forward to nine hundred. So there's a lot. They should have sh- just went. They should have just won with PS fives. Like they should have just made it so Sony has to make PS fives for everyone. Ah uh, yes, uh, Sony is going to subsidize the bailout. 
So no, mm-hmm. so it's six hundred dollars per person, and they're estimating that that's going to go to three hundred and twenty-eight million people, right? Right. So that's it's above seven. What above seventy-five thousand dollars? You don't get it. Something like that. I don't know. But that's a hundred and six, a hundred and ninety-six point eight billion dollars is just for the relief checks, right? Yeah. So that means that over seven hundred billion dollars is going to things that are not immediate aid for American citizens. Well, I mean, there's also the three hundred dollar uh, unemployment relief, you know, extension, that kind of thing. That probably has a, at least a billion in there. But here's the thing is um, what I read was that there's a hundred and ten billion dollar tax breaks for niche special interests like liquor and beer producers, electric motorcycles and motorsports entertainment. Motorsports entertainment. <laughs> motorsports entertainment. Um, so apparently Ron Wyden, a Democratic senator from Oregon, said he wrote tax breaks for liquor producers into the law to help wineries and small brewers burdened with tax policy from prohibition. Hmm. So I guess like the taxes on like people that produce liquor like hasn't been updated since the prohibition or whatever, which I'm not like necessarily like super against, but it's also like. I don't know. There's just it seems to be I don't know, 110 billion dollar in dollars in tax breaks for like these weird niche things. It's almost like we should we should Do you think there should be tax breaks for anything? You no, know what I mean? Not at all. Not at all, right? Okay. Well, then Well, no, I'm no, no, curious. no, I take that back. Um if anything, I mean, I guess they're not really tax like nonprofits, I guess. Like that shit shouldn't be taxed. But like any, yeah, any like corporation or any business should be taxed. And then like they need to completely like redo all the taxes around religious institutions. Cause like obviously mega churches like the Joel Osteens or whatever, they should be taxed. But I guess you could make an argument like if you're like a very small like local parish type of thing, like eh, maybe give them something because no one's getting rich off of that. But if, you know, any of these people who are getting rich off of, you know, being a fucking church or whatever, like fuck them. But I mean, they'll just yeah. go to my wall, so I'm not worried about. Well, this. Is, so I'm curious what you think about this. So there's a tax credit extension for the wind industry in this bill. Uh, extension just meaning like the tax credit's always already there, but it's being, it's uh getting ready to expire. So they want to continue it in the bill. Um, and states like North Dakota and Oklahoma get a lot of their energy from wind. So surprise, surprise, Republican senators from North Dakota and Oklahoma, uh, John Hooven, James Lankford, and Kevin Kramer, uh, introduced an amendment to get rid of those tax credits specifically for the wind industry. Um, So this is from the Washington Post. The American Wind Industry, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the American Wind Energy Association, the trade group, for the wind industry push back on the criticism that they were arguing for. We are surprised that wind energy was singled out amid a federal tax landscape that currently includes support for all types of energy sources, said Bree Rahm, the trade group's vice president of federal affairs. Wind energy provides significant economic benefits to America's heartland with states like North Dakota and Oklahoma 
generating over a quarter of their electricity from this clean energy resource. Um, so these Republican senators that are trying to get rid of this credit extension, I wonder who is writing their paychecks. Exactly. Um, so I didn't really think about that, but I, I mean, obviously tax breaks can be used as a tool to incentivize or, you know, hinder industry, you know, growth or whatever the fuck. So like in this case, I think that it would be very beneficial to have tax breaks for renewable energy. Temp very much like needed to be needs to be outlined like this is temporary to get you guys up and going. Well, these guys were getting because obviously there's tax breaks for all sorts of energy sources, but these guys were singling out getting rid. No, I, I know. Of tax I, I hear break. what you're saying. Yeah, and it's obviously yeah. because they, you know, are are in the yeah, pocket Exxon of the of, of the petrol yeah. lobby and stuff. Like, yeah, like that's pretty plain as day. But like, I'm I'm just saying like. This is a, another instance where I think that there should be tax breaks because the best way to get us off of fossil fuel is to encourage growth in renewable energy. And if we're still going to have this, like, you know, if, if we're still going to have this economic structure that we have right now, like, the best incentive we have is to give them that tax break to encourage growth, you know. But at the same time, like, it needs to be put in there, like, this is fucking temporary until we kill the fossil fuel industry. And then you guys are going to just, like, you're not going to be able to have as much power as the fossil fuel industry has had like, over the past hundred years. Like, but we need to get the fuck a, out of here. That's the thing for any kind of tax credit situation or subsidized situation, there has to be an expiration date to it. Right. Oh, definitely. And that's the, they need to be used the, the as, they need to be problem used with as these... temporary tools, not as like permanent, like propping up mechanisms. Yeah, and that's the biggest problem with these things is like then they become they become lobbyists for their own subsidizations um, and then they get subsidized for life, you know, like corn and stuff in Iowa and shit like that. It's like you weren't supposed to be subsidized for this long. The only reason we subsidized like f like those certain farmers that farmed corn and shit is because of like, you know, um, certain like earlier on in the 20th century when there were like legitimate like hunger um problems within the u.s and shit. you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying is yeah. like don't laugh at me you son of a bitch i had a few drinks okay i mean i can tell because you just said hunger um uh problems but no like it <laughs> yeah like, no but it <laughs> <laughs> that was the original title for the Hunger Games, right? Was Hunger uh, Problems. Hunger uh, Problems. Hunger uh, Problems. Well, you know what I mean. It's just like uh, there was just food shortages. Yes, 100%. And, then, and, yes. and that is a good example of you know a subsidy that should have had an expiration date, as they all should. Like, I'm not a fucking like, big economics dude. Like, I wish I was, but I'm not. And within that, like, I legitimately think that to the best of my understanding, like if we're talking about subsidies and like tax breaks and all that stuff, they need to be like temporary incentives in order to promote growth in desired industries. But then they all need to be, you know, temporary and have expiration dates, you know, either an expiration date in time or an expiration date and an expiration in like percentage of the market or whatever the fuck, you know, so you can be like until, you know, 75% uh, of America's uh, energy is produced by renewable means then uh, renewable sources have this subsidy applied, but as soon as they become the vast majority, then the subsidy no longer 
is absolutely you know and then that would discourage like the robber baron like attitude it would discourage like monopolies from happening it would also like and like you could uh, apply that to other sectors as well but that's just like the one that's sort of being out there right now um well so i mean people have been you know unemployed unable to pay their rent they have health issues medical problems they're scared of the the virus uh for what nine months or so mm-hmm. and six hundred dollars ain't gonna do shit man like this is cr- i mean there should have been a, a tiny stimulus like this every what month or two? Oh, you mean just a regular payment yes yeah we sh- i mean we don't need to get into what we should have me? done, but like we should have this shut should be... the fucking country down and then instituted a temporary UBI until the virus was eradicated. Right, right. Now, and now let's we're just say... to play check up, and it's not. We're, we're we're playing catch up, and it's not ever going to work. But let's say here's the thing: is like let's say we did exactly what we did, but like I guess the you should have trip. It should have been triple. What we have it for, you know what I mean? It should be like four. Everyone gets four. If it was going to be a thing where this is supposed to last you the whole, if they're going to, yes, yes, yeah. If 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 they were going to say, look, this is the only payment you're getting a year, then it needs to be like you know, fucking what, fifteen grand. It needs to be like twelve, like a thousand dollars a month, or you know, twelve hundred bucks. They could have done that. It could have been like what? They could have been like eight grand a person at the beginning of the year. And maybe that would have like helped a little bit, you know what I mean? But to then, the but, point but, where, but again, like the whole thing about all of this, like at the end of the day, the big issue, the big glaring issue, is that all of these bailouts are for one thing and one thing only, and that's paying for your housing. Everything else, absolutely, everything six hundred dollars ain't going to cut it for the last nine months. No, exactly. Everything else that you need, like you can find viable subsidies for within the current system. And I'm not saying that as a way to be like, why do you need money? Because you can get food stamps, lazy asshole. But it's like, if you're legitimately, not even legitimately, like if you're fucking trying to get food, like you can find food. Like, I'm not trying to be insensitive to people who are having. You're right. you know, issues like economic issues or anything. I'm just saying like housing is the one thing where like you are not going to find any help from anyone. Like if you're part of it, like you can go to a fucking food bank, you can go to a food pantry, you can get food stamps. Like you can find food. You can dumpster dive for food. You can't dumpster dive for a place to fucking live. And so this is the only thing where like, we will never get any federal or state help with housing, either providing it in general or being able to afford the private housing that you have right now through rent or mortgage. So all these like instances where the government's arguing about giving you money, you're not getting that money because they know that you're in fucking debt with your fucking mortgage or with your fucking rent. And so they are just giving you money to pay off your housing debt that has been accrued in order to fucking satiate the banks. That's, that's all it is, is they're just giving it to the bank in your name. Also, here's the thing, too, is, like, this is just a random fucking number. It's not like this is, like, some algorithm. It's not some... It's not like they figured this out mathematically. Because it would be a much larger number if they figured it out mathematically as ter- in terms of, like, what people actually fucking need. $600 is a fucking joke. Well, it doesn't... And I don't understand how that could even, like... Even if they were doing they, 600... This is not backed by anything. But if... Exactly. If they were even doing, like, $600 a month, 
Like I would want to see that math to say like to show me what the numbers are that they think that like what are they working with? Like do you think that rent is $200 and then childcare like there's just all these like variables and factors that would go into applying like you know some like it just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense why they just shout out this number of 600 and they're like, here you go, you fucking dumbasses. What doesn't make sense to me is what when Mitch McConnell said, we're getting our asses creamed or asses handed to us in fucking Georgia. And then fucking Nancy Pelosi goes, oh, you know what? Why don't we cut the $1,200 in half and make it $600? It's like, no, you had a perfect, perfectly good chance to fucking argue in favor of something either $1,200, another payment of $1,200, or something even larger at Dude, that point honestly, like, if you want to get into, like, the real hellscape that is this country, if they even wanted to do, like, it would be so easy for the government to say, yo, we are no longer going to give tax breaks to the largest companies in the country, and instead... Uh, they will be taxed at like this nominal rate, but that money will cover the UBI needed for America to get back on its feet. And then that way the government isn't doing it. And then they can do their whole thing where they're making the, you know, private corporations look like they're the real savior because they're the, they're, they're, they're the people who are running the country. Oh, absolutely. I don't think yeah. that that, I don't think that many people remotely like on the left have any doubt in their mind or have for a very long time. You know, like, it's all like the neoliberal plan. It's all, you know, the big corporate America bullshit, sure. but like if the government want, like even the Republicans and that's their whole thing, right? Is they don't want a big government. They don't want, you know, they don't want the government to be involved. There needs to be a small government. There needs to not be any, you know, welfare state, but you want these companies to look good. Cool. The best PR a company could fucking have is if they single-handedly pulled America out of this dire situation, which any of them could, or the individuals who own these companies could. Jeff Bezos could fix all of America's problems by writing a few checks. Like, yeah. you know, and he like he could. Like, if Bill Gates Here's could. Here's the like, thing, though. All these motherfuckers also, I mean, could just be like, hey, I'll just give, you know, what's up? I live in fucking Texas. I'm a fucking billionaire. Here's $200 million. Like, give everybody fucking, I got your rent for the next two months or whatever. You know what I mean? And, like, that would help a lot of people. That would be too good. But no, too it would be too good. But I'm saying like these options exist to where these Republicans who are saying that they don't want to do anything because they don't want to like overburden the state or they don't want to have state involvement. Cool. Then fucking inst- like do what you do normally, which is just pass the ball to someone else, but give it to someone else who actually has authority. Because right now it's just they're passing... You know, the people at the top of the food chain in politics are just kicking it lower and lower down. So it became the governor's problem. Then it became fucking the mayor's problem. Now it's your fucking boss's problem or your landlord's problem. Like, everyone wants to kick it down to the person below them. But, like, the government could easily be like, look, we're not touching this because the government shouldn't be involved. But, you know, if these rich people want to help everybody out, like, we will open up these avenues. Like, it, it would just be, it, I don't know. And it all doesn't make sense because at the end of the day, like if everything fails to the point where like all these people that are having all these issues and it goes, you know, and the bubble breaks, I mean, the rich people are like, not the rich people, but like people like Jeff Bezos and stuff, like 
people aren't going to be able to afford to buy anything from Amazon anymore. Like your shit's going to go downhill really fast as soon as the bubble breaks. And if you're you're really going to let that happen, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I It just doesn't make sense to me because for me, what makes sense is if you're going to have a capitalist system, you want everyone to be doing okay so that the engine can be running. But if you're going to take away more and more and more and more from like uh, impoverished people or people that make less than 75 grand a year, um, if you're going to take away more and more and more from them, that's the that's the fucking um, the explosions that get that keep the fucking engine running. You know what I mean? Those are the spark plugs for your fucking engine. I don't understand and, that uh, uh, reference because I don't know things about cars. Um, <laughs> well, people that do will know. Wheat. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought I was making a good point, and then you fucking interrupted. But... You were making a good point. What I'm saying is like... I mean, you're correct. You're, I you're... don't understand why people want to take and take and take when really it's like give a little bit so that the engine <coughs> keeps running, and then that way you keep doing... You're still doing better than everyone else. You know what I mean? Well, it's so funny but... because what's that saying? It takes money to make money, and that's yeah. always... but. They only ever say that to like us poor people who complain about how much money it costs to like incorporate or get a fucking brick and mortar store or get your oh, initial shit, that's inventory. A joint. That's not even that's not even just a fucking bowl. That's a joint. Yeah, I, know, I got a dispensary joint for Christmas. Holy it's shit. It's really strong. I actually smoked some the other night and got way too high and had to go to sleep at like nine forty five. Um I know it's getting close to time, but I do wanna I do have to We're not close to time. About. We still got a, a lot of time left. Um Do we? Yeah. Because we did, yeah, we have time. Trust me. Um, right, I gotta pee real quick. Fine, you, then you, let me let me go. Yeah, go rant. I I pee real quick. That's fine. Um, but no, like with the thing that he had just said, uh, with like how it doesn't make fucking any sense to not lubricate the machine with cash and then expect things to run smoothly. Like, I think everyone who is listening can agree that that really is like this. Like it's it's one of the like numerous baffling issues that you come across when you're trying to like figure out what the fuck's going on in American politics. I think that uh like I stopped trying to make sense of a lot of it. Like from like the like like no one's trying to be like altruistic. Like no one's actually like looking out for their constituents. That's obviously one of if not the like biggest issue issues with like our representative system is that these people aren't looking out for like their constituents or their city state you know whatever the fuck they're doing like they're looking out for themselves for the most part uh, that's not to say that like local politicians are doing that because typically the the smaller you get like the more direct contact you have with your community the more good you're actually doing the more results you can actually see in your everyday life it's when you get into these like senators governors congress people where we all want to believe that they're doing good. We all want to believe that they're, you know, looking out for us. Like, we want to think that the squad is doing good. We want to think that, like, our governors and our senators and these these people who have become political celebrities are looking out for us. But then, you know, it becomes a thing where at the end of the day, it becomes pretty apparent that, like, they're kind of, like, looking out for either, like, the party or their general class, right? And, and that's something that you find, especially, you know, both both sides do it. The Democrats are, are equally at blame for just like the failure of the pandemic response and the, the failure of any type of relief or whatever. But I wouldn't say equally because they are not the party in power at all. At one point during the year, they we didn't have the House or the Senate 
or the um well okay wait. well chill that's because true. that's I'm not sorry. you you came on to the end of what i was saying oh, okay. the whole Go point ahead. i was basically making is that like there's no sense to be made like in like current american politics in terms of like who were they trying to help like how is this secretly in my best interest because it never is it's in their best interest or the interest of the party or the interest of the state so like when you look at like the the stimulus relief bill like you can really really just give yourself a fucking hernia trying to figure out how this is supposed to benefit and who would have thought this is a good idea through this lens of it, you know, helping Americans, but none of it does. It furthers personal or, you know, class interest. And that's something that people have to like unlearn when viewing American politics is there are very few people who are looking out for you and the people who are looking out for you, the people who you, I like who you are really into they are looking out to you for an extent, but none of them are going to save you. Like as much as you might like Ilhan Omar or AOC or Bernie, like they're not going to like literally put their neck on the line for like normal Americans. They're just not because they're politicians. Well, they don't have the power to either. But I'm just saying like, you're not going to find like any saviors in American politics. And a lot of them are just there for the fucking paycheck or they're there to further like, agendas where we are not even players in and like in in looking at like the six hundred dollar thing like that really is just to shut you up like that's not helping anything that's to make whoever signed it look good and that's just like to shut people up yeah well you know it's not it's not all just the u.s i kind of had this thing about poland that i wanted to go into do you want or would you let me do this if you ask if you ask nicely. I want to go into this thing about Poland, which I thought was interesting. Is this you um, asking nicely? Yeah. Can you let me do this thing, please? There you go. All right, so, I will allow you to say things about Poland that are probably incorrect. <laughs> They're not incorrect. So um I just have this vision about Europe as in like just better than the US, right? We all have this like I feel like a lot of us have this vision of the of Europe as like doing better than the U.S. in a lot of ways. I and, think that okay, yes, but I think that that is typically only applied to Northern and Western Europe. Okay, um, okay. So this is about Poland, which um, is, I guess you would say, Eastern, Southern Eastern Europe, right? Would you say that? I guess so. Yeah. Um, all right, so I that's just like have the border, this... that that's like the border of like Eastern and Western Europe, right? It's like Poland area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I just like envision all of Europe a certain way, and which is ignorant because like Poland's you know a collection of very different countries, and like you know, um, you say Poland is a collection of very different countries. No, did I say that? You, I meant you Europe. Just said that, yeah. Sorry, I'm so sorry. What I mean is. Europe is a collection of very different countries. They're just united um a little in a like you know as a like they just kind of feel the same way in general about certain certain things like democracy things like that. Anyway, large protests have been happening in Poland since October. And I didn't even know about this. I just learned about this. So, 
keep that in mind, guys. I'm just learning about this. We I just have thought it was interesting. Uh, Polish listenership, so tread fucking oh, yeah. lightly. Fuck yeah. yeah. All right. I'm just saying, I didn't know much about Poland. I don't know much about Poland, um, but I just thought this was interesting. So, large protests have been happening in Poland since October. Hundreds of thousands of women are marching to protest a court ruling that would outlaw abortion under any circumstances at all. Any, like, ex- like, like just across the, like, rape, incest, all that, like, anything? Well, sort of. So this, this is what I'm going to get to. So Poland is extremely Catholic and has had the most restrictive abortion laws in all of Europe. For 30 years, woman, women can only get abortions if there's a threat to the woman's uh, mother's life, rape or incest, and fetal abnormalities. Holy shit. That's too much scotch I've been drinking. So those are the three things, right? Um, threat to the uh, mother's life, rape, or incest. So everyone should know that while Jordan said those are the three things, he held up four fingers. <laughs> Just held up fingers in general. Uh, in 2015, Poland elected the Law and Justice Party. Isn't that a fun name for a party? <laughs> Law they sound and like a lot of really fun dudes. That sounds yeah. like the party that would get uh, into a scandal because like a gay orgy was busted in their clubhouse. Oh, like what happened to the Hungarian dude? You heard about that, right? Yeah. This, I didn't. Yeah, there was like a Hungarian uh, politician who was Doesn't like surprise me. super. Fuck. Well, he was like, you know, like super anti-gay, anti-LGBTQ laws and shit. You know, very like conservative, and then got busted by the cops at like some forty man daddy orgy. Oh, I think like climbing think out remember, a window or some shit. So yeah, wait, what what are these people called? Peace and justice? No, law and justice. Yeah, law and justice. That definitely sounds like a group that would have multiple members who were also yeah. at that orgy. <laughs> for sure. Would you vote for someone in a law and justice party, not knowing if it was right wing or left wing? No, of course not. Jesus. I'm just I'm just asking. Um for the record. I mean, I feel like if someone says that they're part just, of the law and justice party, you kind of know where they sit on the spectrum. You might, but just for shits and giggles, let me just let you know it's a right wing party. Wow, so you, yeah. really? What a surprise. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> In 2016, the party leader says even in pregnancies where the child is sure to die should end with the mother giving birth so the child can be baptized, buried, and have a name. Okay, I did not know you were going to say this. I was talking to Andrew about this earlier, about how fucking creepy I find it (laughs) that these goddamn Christians and just are so obsessed with harvesting souls for their God. (laughs) Like, it is fucking creepy. Like, when you put it like that, like, if you look at it through the lens of, like, fucking evil necromancers in, like, a and d campaign, like, Mm -hmm. they would be the villain. Like, they are fucking, what, Monty Marco, whatever. What the fuck is his name from Elder Scrolls? The fucking King of Worms. Like, every time I hear about these, like, super Catholic politicians or these super Christian politicians who were, like, we need to, you know, glorify God's name by making sure that every soul is born onto this mortal planet. It's like, dude, you legitimately are the villain in a fucking wizard movie who is trying to, you know, cull the village and claim souls for your God. 
That is exactly it's what you're so doing. Weird. It's, it's so, so weird. It's so weird. And I don't understand why people, even if you like support religion, I don't understand how people don't think that that's just fucking creepy and talk about it more. Like, you're literally talking about just claiming souls for your God. Look, you think we're bad here in the U.S.? Like, I, I don't know of any politician that has said anything like that in our country about abortion. I'm sure they they exist. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you're gonna find like some deep red dudes who would. I don't even know if Michelle Bachman would say something like that. I bet Roy Moore would say that. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I've just that seems so crazy to me to say something like that. Um. So the the party. um, What's her face? Um. What Lori Loeffler, the QAnon lady. She would probably say that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Any of Maybe. the Q people. That's also a thing we have to worry about now is uh, we didn't get any fucking progressives in there, but we sure did get a lot of Q fans up we in got there. Q, we got Q fans, and it's weird because, like, it used to be Tea Party. Now nobody's, like, scared of Tea Party people. Like, yeah, Tea, tea Party take- are just, like, dorks now. Yeah, I'll take Tea Party all day, but a QAnon motherfucker, like, I'm I mean, fucking that, scared. That of just, like, shows how far right America is when people will say that we're becoming a communist nation and the military has been infiltrated by the far left and all this stuff means mm-hmm. we're pointing towards socialism. Yeah, the current Republican strain makes people wish that the Tea Party was back around. Like, the, no, the, I the craziness that we went through because with it, Donald Trump makes people legitimately nostalgic for George Bush. I, oh, for either, sure. And, either one, which is yeah. fucking wild in and of itself. And here's the thing is, like, Tea Party motherfuckers, they're just libertarians. And libertarians are just, like, people who think freedom means wage labor. I'm sorry, wage slavery. And it's like, give me that. Give me wage slavery, because that's what I've been living my whole life as this whole time anyway. So, like, I'll take that. Just give me that. You know the first time I ever heard the term wage slave? Placebo? No. What's that? It's a band. I know. Fuck you. I know placebo's a band. (laughs) They say that in one of their fucking So it's a lyric. It's a lyric, yeah. Okay, yeah. The first time I ever heard wage slave was the um the like bodybuilding internet that later became like the men's rights activist internet. Oh no, come the, on. Yeah, this was like a really weird part of my life where I was not like an MRA dude at all, but before what's that dude named Roosh R O O S H. You ever heard of him? Is that yeah, the pro rape guy. Yeah, uh, he might be. That sounds right. He's just like one of those like creepy fucking like pickup <laughs> artist dudes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, there was, like, this really weird... It was right when I got clean, and I was, like, getting into fucking weightlifting and, like, bodybuilding. Like, that, like, I took all my, like, junky, like, manic energy away from drugs and into, like, working out at Cheese's house. And I would, like, look up fucking, like, forums and, like, videos on, like, you know, how to get the most out of your in-home gym. Like, the best way to do this with, you know, under 20 bucks type of shit. and. I would like visit these fucking forums that would have like one section would be like, you know, dudes working out, getting their shit together. And then it would have like, you know, uh, pickup artist bullshit and like money. Like, you know, it got really gross really quickly, but I tried to stay on the weightlifting shit. But I would go and check out the other shit. And that's where I found out about like wage, the term wage slave to, to like, because oh it was always under like these articles that would be like, 
how to make a healthy living doing what you want and not working for the man. And it would talk about how oh, like, so like, like taxes fucking theft and you need to be your own boss and how easy it is to like write books on Amazon and like be a professional YouTube like blogger dude. Uh, you There's some weird intersections slave. out there. Like there, there are definitely some weird intersections out there. Wage slavery is just like how the U.S. is set up. One hundred percent. Like you have th- th- to work. No, this has nothing to do with the what what the concept of wage slavery. Those, I'm just those, saying the first time those, I ever heard that term was like right. on the same places where it was like dudes being like seventeen reasons why Filipino chicks are better than Americans, and like number three was yeah. like they suck better dick. Like. Yeah. Like those terrible places. Which I've never had a Filipino person. I mean, stop, I'm a Filipino, stop, but I've never had a Filipino. Stop. All right. I'm just saying. I had to know. The alarm has been sounded. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm glad I didn't go down that route. Anyway, the party backed legislation that would eliminate all paths to abortion with punishments including imprisoning women who have abortions and doctors who perform them for up to five years in jail while also investigating miscarriages. Can you imagine living in that world where you have a miscarriage and you're so upset? You're like, you were trying to have a, you oh, were it's trying fucking to have trauma. a child. I, I would imagine it's fucking traumatizing. Oh God, that would be. I can't imagine what, Can you, what you go through being involved like, in, a, in a miscarriage. Like, like, that is something that's not being talked about. I'm sorry. Terrifying. But, like, that is something that's not really being talked about in the U.S. that much. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's talking about investing. I'm sure there are definitely right-wing blogs that talk about it. But, like, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, that is nowhere near the mainstream. Is like, uh, imprisoning women and stuff has been talked about, like, when Trump was running for president in 2016. But, like, investigating miscarriages? Like, nobody dares utter that language in the U.S. Um, <clears throat> the legislation failed due to backlash. Uh, wow, well, really? People weren't into that? Yeah. So, this, it, uh, so now the Law and Justice Party is going after the country's main check on parliament, the Constitutional Tribunal which is a group of 15 judges. So it's basically their their Supreme Court, which I know is your favorite um, body. I love a Supreme Court. Law. And there's yeah, nothing I it. like more than the uh, highest court being non-accountable to its citizens in any way at all. Right. Um, the party refused to swear in judges put in by the previous government and replaced them with judges that would be loyal to the Law and Justice Party. Wait, hold on. Press, Can you press. pause? Can you just riff for a second while I go pee? Oh, shit. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just riff. You already you already got your pee break. Give me Fuck. mine. Fuck you. Oh, God. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah, I just didn't know, like, this kind of shit happened in Europe. You know what I mean? I just kind of thought that Europe had its shit together, and which is kind of dumb now that I think about it. Um, but they're so advanced in like many other ways, especially when it comes to like education and shit. Like, I remember when I met this guy who lived in Denmark and he was visiting the US and he was talking about how his college was free. And then we looked up videos and like pictures of his college that he went to, and it was amazing. They had these like little pillars and shit where like people would, could go and study, and it was like these. I don't know. It just looked very modern. It was really cool looking. And, you know, I just don't think of... When I think of Europe, I don't think that they're behind in any way. But this 
in this sense, like this kind of shit that I'm talking about right now about the abortion uh, laws in Poland, I mean, they're way far behind. Like they're much further behind than the U.S. even pretends to talk about. Like I really don't think anyone in the U.S. is calling for this type of shit. You know what I mean? Um, not at least in the... Um, I mean, there are definitely, like, I don't know. I feel like you could find someone who's, like, pro-life and just ask them, like, what about in these situations? Rape or incest? I'm sure most of them would be like, okay. No, in that situation, then we'll allow it. Okay, cool. You're back. He's back, guys. Hi. I thank God. Jesus Christ. What I missed? Um, Did you do good? No, I didn't do good Did you do bad or did you just do not good? I did not good. Okay, you didn't do bad. I went, off, I went off about Denmark, which has nothing to do with Poland. So, like, thank God we're back. What did I say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the party refused to swear. Oh, I already said that. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, dude. You fucked me all up. The last thing okay. you said was uh, the thing about the politicians swearing allegiance to the cool guy party. Yes. Yeah, the cool guy party. Law and justice party. Uh, the party then brought forth the already existing strict abortion law to the court to get them to take away the fetal abnormality part of the law as a reason to get an abortion, which actually accounts for 98% of abortions in Poland. So when people go to, like, uh, when people go to get, as of right now, the, the, the law is already so strict, right? Yeah. Only if you get raped or incest, like have incest to happen to you. Um, only if you're going to die, if you have this baby, you're going to die. Uh-huh. Um, or if it's a, you know, it's mentally ill or something like that, or, you know, something's wrong with it, can you get an abortion? So if something's wrong with the fetus, that accounts for 98% of the abortions. They brought this uh, law up so they, they can question this and then. So, yeah, basically, on October 22nd, 2020, the Constitutional Tribunal agreed with the Law and Justice Party. So they basically said, yeah, this part, yeah, we can outlaw abortion, even in uh, when we find out that the fetus is uh, not normal. Um, this sparked massive protests, and the party has delayed implementing the rules. Now, because of the way this ruling had come about with the party like doing all this sketchy shit and going against democracy to put in place these weird judges and shit, the, uh, certain international organizations are actually no longer calling Poland a full di- democracy. And also the EU stated that Poland risks its EU membership with these legal reforms. I wonder if they'll actually go through with it. It'll be interesting to see, but I, I you know, here's the thing. I is wish like, that you were you smarter a- so I could ask you the last time that a country was ejected from the EU over a similar policy to see if they're like, if they had a history of that. Actually, I think I know the answer to this, and I think the answer is zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the answer is zero. I don't it think the EU has ever- It was only funny because of the way you were flipping your head around, like you were really going to school me. <laughs> I think I don't think the EU has ever kicked a country out just be solely based on the things it's doing. 
You know what I mean? I think. I don't know, man. I, I you know what? I Andrew, probably can you fact most check Andrew? Definitely... Andrew, can you please tell us if uh, the EU has ever ejected a member for being bad boys? To quote the big W, Article 7 of the Treaty on European Union is a procedure in the treaties of the European Union to suspend certain rights from a member state. While rights can be suspended, there is no mechanism to expel a member. With that said, only three countries have withdrawn historically, French Algeria, Greenland, and some other French shithole. He's probably going to be rude like he was last time. Fuck no. Bet you. Um, but yeah, so here's the thing is like, I wonder if, in, so international organizations, um, what was it? There were, there were a couple that I was reading about that were kind of being like, Poland's no longer a democracy. How come they won't do that for us when we do the kind of shit that we pulled with um fucking fucking Amy Comey Barrett and shit? Bite like, the hand that feeds, dude. They're not gonna ever question like the big dogs. All right. I mean, yeah, you know. But I'm just saying, like, we're the top. That's the same reason countries. I mean, yeah. If you look at the top, you know, five or even ten, like that. I mean, not not to be like that's why no one can criticize China, but it's like. I, you know, like, for as much shit as people talk about, like, China and Russia and the United States, like, nothing official will ever happen because they're the fucking superpowers. That's why it is always... You God, how much shit does... Do you think Great Britain is just like, God damn it. Like, we used to be the biggest fucking power on the planet. I'm sure now, that they're... I'm like, sure nobody that mentions really us. It. I'm sure they're really into it because we are their, like, terrible fail son... I mean, they can still be as terrible as they want in their still very vast colonial empire, right? They can do whatever they want because they know that they just have to be a little bit better than America, Russia, and China in the public, you know, view. That sounds wonderful. Constitutional monarchy is actually looking pretty good at this time. Shut you know? the fuck up. <laughs> I'm serious. Constitutional monarchy is looking very good. Shut up. What do you mean? I mean, I love theater, but I'm not going to say constitutional monarchy looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool right now. It does not look cool. You have the crown on no, Netflix. Dude, you're falling into, making shit look you're falling real into good. the classic American trap of things are so bad that you'll take George Bush. You're, you are pining for George Bush. You're pining for the Queen of England right now. I'll just say that when George Bush was president, I was having a good time. That's all I'll say. That was 2008, right? And and before. I was having a fan... From 2000 to 2008, I was having a fantastic time. You had Green Day doing the American Idiot shit. And Most I was of all my like, favorite yeah, Screamo records Bush. came out during the Bush year. Dude, huh. come on, man. Let's, let's reflect on this. Like, Those were some good-ass times. We were pretending like they weren't, but let's be honest, man. I mean, it was a fucking good time. I guess if you want, if shit you look, didn't crash. And I mean, if you look at it, crash? like the '90s were just fucking crazy, and then the 2000s were like when sort of like the economic boom from the '80s started to really level off, and like it was kind of normal life again. Like mm -hmm. the '80s, like honestly, it was kind of like, dude, like the '80s just seemed like everybody was just like super fucked up right 
And then like the nineties is when you're kind of like coming down, but you're still pretty fucking high, but you're just like not as like crazy, like smoking two packs of cigarettes in an hour high, but you're still like fucking vibing. And then the early two thousands was like the fucking, you know, after you've like legitimately sobered up and you're just like fucking chilling kind of. And then 2008, and then everything just like crashed, and then that's when you finally hit your hangover. And now we're just we've just been hung over for fucking you know twelve years. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I was having a great time when George Bush was president. Yeah, you know? I was really. Too, it's I like, was too young to not be having like a chill a enough time. Well, towards the end, I was like pretty miserable. The Obama years pretty bad, actually. Another thing about it. thanks Obama that whole meme. Is actually real <laughs> in, my, in my eyes, at least in my opinion of what like I've you know gone through. It's like thanks, Obama. No, I I understand the whole like the reality of everything. Right? Oh know. yeah, no, he was fucking terrible. It's just funny how things are so bad that people are like, "Yo, George W. Bush was pretty sick." No, it's just because like things were okay back then. And, things you know, were okay for us. We in, were like, our very sheltered, like suburban. Experience. We were going around. We were going around fucking sneaking around and like you know getting alcohol legally from like other people and like fucking having a party dude i mean i guess we can give a shit yes that is true and i i think that like the actual smart person thing to say right now to at least redeem us in our last few minutes of this episode i guess yeah sure the bush years were more chill because there wasn't like social media and shit so like i you know we were what i was fucking what 10 to 18 during Bush, W. Bush. Mm-hmm. Social media wasn't that big of a deal. I wasn't concerned with like national, let alone international politics at that time. Well, you had no idea what it was. I was I afforded was. the security of not having to because things were like somewhat okay in my like immediate vicinity. But kids the these fucking days. Al Gore fucking uh, up, climate up, change documentary was the. Shut uh, up. Stop, stop. But I'm just saying, <laughs> stop. <laughs> the kids these days will not know what that's like because like, I feel like they're just getting younger and younger be having to be politically aware because things are so bad. Like as much as George W. Bush sucked as a president, like our lives weren't fucking terrible. They were terrible for a lot of people in the world, but not for like normal middle-class Americans. Like shit wasn't that fucking bad, but now it's like, you have to be politically aware at like 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. You're not afforded the luxury of just like enjoying your childhood because things are so bad now. Yeah. People had no idea that their mortgages were being sold to like larger investment banks be put in a fucking like, you know, pile of other mortgages that were going to fucking fail because the banks sold you a fucking mortgage that you couldn't afford. Yeah. Those were the good old days. Yeah. Yep. The the, the, the big short days were the good days. Um, yeah. we have to end. Hold up. on, are we not going to talk about more about like like I just mentioned the whole Poland thing? We didn't. What's your take on that? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean Poland is a they have a lot of like right wing issues. <laughs> I don't know enough about Poland. Poland and Hungary, dude. Poland and Hungary are fucked up. I don't know enough about like Eastern Europe stuff or like post Soviet stuff, like to really talk about that. Like, 
it seems like it's all just like crazy reactionary right wing shit coming in, and it's fucking terrifying to think about. Well, it's place. It's interesting because it's places that you. I'm serious. So Hungary and Poland are places that used to be communist. Very recently, by recently I mean like in the 70s, they were communist countries. So it's interesting because they're going so right wing. After well, it's the pendulum swinging in the other direction. It's also very reactionary. Yeah. You know, there's. There's a lot of things in play. It also very well could be holdouts from, you know, the the later, you know, more overtly corrupt Soviet years where, like, these are just people who are just claiming whatever side because they just are more invested in power than they are in politics. Like, I don't know enough about, like, you know, what happened, like, when the Iron Curtain was crumbling. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, it's... We weren't really alive yet. Well, yeah, I mean, I was born in 91, but I'm just saying, like, it's... There's like it's so intense in all of those different countries. Well, yeah, I mean, it's fucking terrifying what's happening. It's it is like an international. It should be viewed as an international crisis. What is happening to the citizens of Poland in terms of like the abortion restrictions? Like, you know, I, I the right to a safe abortion or the right to have access to you know, uh, family planning, whatever the fuck you want, whatever the proper term is for like condoms and education and contraceptives and abort. You know what I mean? I don't know what like the, the proper umbrella term is for that shit, but that should be a basic human right. And the fact that people are deprived of that should be like an international issue because I don't know, as far as I see it, it looks like it is. I mean, everybody, everybody is entitled to like, you know, autonomy over their reproductive system in some yeah. sense. Yeah. Is that a good enough, uh, good, sure. good enough response to you? I just wanted to make sure we said something about, I just did that whole thing. And then we went on to talk about something else. <laughs> this is why we need to end it because you are, you have finished that bottle of scotch. I did. I finished the bottle of scotch. Hold on real quick. Gavin Newsom selects former California State Senator Alex Padilla to replace Kamala Harris. That means you know nothing he to was. Me. Well, you know what he was big on. No. Oh. Banning plastic bags. Cool. That was his big thing. So, I don't yeah. really use plastic bags anymore. I know, man. You just say paper. Or when, do they even ask paper or plastic? I normally bring my own bags. Oh, you have your own bags. We have a couple. It depends. Like, if I'm nice. going to pick up, like, some normal-ass shit, I'll bring a bag. If it's, like, a big-ass nice. run, like, we'll get, I mean, I don't know. We reuse them at least, like, one or two times before we dispose of them. But I started nice. getting these. So, uh, hey, guys, here's a fun Bolchevix uh, Christmas stocking stuffer tip. Um, stasher bags. Have you ever heard of them things? Stash. <laughs> Yep, that's exact. Yep, I'm glad you repeated what I just said. Um, no, they're like these things where it's like this kind of like rubbery plastic oh, bullshit. Um, but they're like uh, they're reusable like Ziploc baggies. Okay. Oh, okay. I got a bunch of them. It's like all I fucking use now. Nice. I like don't use any like Ziploc bags or any of that bullshit. Like no nice. like single use shit. Dude, it'd be fucking cool to get off a of single use plastic. Yeah. Right. It would be cool, but that's you know it, it'll it'll happen one day. 
It'll have, we have to yeah. end it. We're, we're yeah, we're we're done. Yeah, we're it's done. done. So I'm gonna give everyone um their actual Christmas present, which is Jordan. Right. Can you please uh, end the episode for us by giving oh, all of Jesus. our correct uh, right. things, please? <laughs> all right. So Ridge Wallet. <laughs> 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 no, I'm um yeah uh fuck holy shit okay so um. We have a Patreon. <laughs> if you guys, <laughs> fuck you guys. All right, not you guys and like the listeners. I mean, I just mean Robbie and our super producer. Um, <laughs> oh man. All right, so we have a Patreon for five dollars um, a month. You can get an extra episode a week of us doing this here, what we're doing right now. So if you want that, you can do that. Um, you can also, oh, really, this is actually serious. So if you want to really help us out, uh, what you could do is just give us, um, a rating on whatever platform you use to listen to us or, and a comment, you know, that really helps us get out to more people because, you know, we're not doing like, we're not paying for advertisement or anything like that. At some point we're going to though, let's be honest. That's a thing I've been meaning to get on you guys about is like we're gonna totally fucking do that thing where we're gonna pay for uh, commercials because I have a couple ideas. Anyway, but for right now, we're not, you know, we're not gonna even money those motherfuckers. What am I talking about, right? At some point, we are for sure. Um, but not right now. Anyway, what's the other thing? You got any more? That's it. Did you thank people? Thank you so much. Did you tell them you to where to find us on social media? They don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? They don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> Bolsheviks, B-A-L-T-S-H-E-V-I-K-S. Actually, pretty good job there, actually. I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself there. And um, uh, people are like, what does that mean? Well, if you don't know what the Bolsheviks are, it's like the Russian revolutionary group from like This has really switched from a, from a from a present to everyone to just a present to me. This is a present for all of us. So we're we're we grew up and we like oh my God. you know did the whole Baltimore. This thing has to end. No, shut the fuck up. Right. We're dead. happy holidays. Get the fuck out of here, man. Happy holidays. Turn it off. All right. Bye.